Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. It's another beautiful Monday in the Moms Moving On neighborhood. And speaking of beauty, we're talking all about beauty from the inside today, because isn't that what really counts? Um, I am happy to have this guest on today for two reasons. One, because I connected with her work a really long time ago on Instagram, having dealt with my own body issues and eating disorder eating disordered history, I should say. She is a licensed clinical social worker and she works primarily with women on body issues, recovering from eating disorders. And her content is so insightful and so helpful on social media that I find myself sharing it all the time and thinking back to a time that was much harder for me in my own past. But how does this relate? Katie Lynch is going to come and tell us all about how to help get over those feelings of insecurity once you are leaving your marriage or ready to date again after baby. Like, oh my God, someone has to see me naked again. I struggled with this so much. I went from eating disorder straight into pregnancy and then had to learn to get over it in order to uh, avoid transferring those feelings and ideals onto my own daughter. And then I got separated and my body was way less than perfect. So I know all too well how scary it can be to have to put yourself back out into the dating world, get naked in front of somebody new. Ugh, just the thought of it is giving me hives. Katie, can you help us, please? Hi, thank you for having me. It's thank so, you, Katie. It's so true. You know, like I personally have not been through what a lot of your listeners have been through in terms of you know, separation or moving on in that way. I have moved on in other ways of my life. And one of them, one of those ways is getting rid of or looking differently at my body in an eating disorder. Which is huge. Let's not forget that this podcast is for women moving on in all stages of life. Like having the opportunity to go from one stage of your life to another is a beautiful opportunity. Some of us just have a harder time taking it. And so that in itself, what you've done should be applauded. Thank you. And I think, you know, anyone who, even if you don't struggle or have struggled with disordered eating, we all have struggled with body image. I don't know one woman in this planet that has felt totally comfortable with her body at every, you know, stage in life. I mean, it's almost impossible just growing up in the society that we all live in with diet culture and social media. (laughs) And especially as women, right. And, you know, maybe you know, becoming mothers and just trying to pass on healthier messages to our children. Even if you're not a mother, trying to like instill that within yourself. I just find that it's such hard work to do, but such valuable work. Um, And, you know, like we all, we all need to have, even if it's not something tangible at the moment, we can have work towards a healthier body image because body image is in the brain. You know, we think it's about our body, but it's much more about the way we feel about ourselves. Yeah. And, and tied into that, and something we've talked about on this podcast is anxiety. For so many years, a lot of my struggles with disordered eating stemmed from untreated anxiety. And if there's, if there's one thing divorce or separation or making a big move in your life can bring about is anxiety. So it sometimes feels like this hamster wheel. Like, you know, for me, it was like, can't control anything else in my life. I'll control how many calories I eat or how many times I can get to the gym in a day. And it was a terrible, terrible cycle, but it was also an outlet 
Right. It gave you this illusion of control and safety, right? Which is what I think so much of, you know, what we search for in our day-to-day life is feeling safe and feeling secure and feeling like we have control. And so a lot of times when our feelings can get too intolerable or feels too big for us to deal with, we look for these outlets, you know, sometimes healthy, sometimes not so healthy to handle them, right? And I think a lot of the times when we're struggling, whether that's with anxiety, with depression, with grief, transition, whatever it is, that sometimes can land on our body. And like what I mean by that is, is instead of looking inside at the feeling and sitting with that tough feeling, it's like, I don't want to deal with that. It's a lot easier. And I'm saying easier in quotes because it's not necessarily easier, but it's easier to like only eat vegan this week, right? It feels like <laughs> something I can control. It's something that I have like a grip on, right? When everything else may feel out of control. You know, a lot of this is personal for me. Today is actually three years since I left my marriage. And I think back to where I was exactly three years ago. And I think back all the time. Like, I still am amazed that not that long ago, I was in a marriage that made me feel horrible about myself. And I mean, I couldn't have felt less attractive or less desirable or, you know, less special to somebody. But I look back at my pictures from three years ago and I was on fire. I was thin. <laughs> I my, All my clothes fit great. I was a babe. And I'm like, you know, probably yeah. 10 to 12. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm def- significantly heavier. I mean, not significant, maybe 10 pounds heavier than I was then but hello, I'm happy and I'm like free and I enjoy my life and I'm not living in fear. And I think it's just, it's a lot of women look at me and they're like, oh, you got remarried again. How great. And for me, it's like, I learned to love myself again. How great. Right. Like much more beyond like finding maybe like a man better suited for you and who like like fills you up, like you found you again. Right. right? But I'll tell you that in all honesty, so, you know, we split and the first, my first thought process was, okay, I have to stop eating. I'm going to start eating again. Automatic Like, it was like my default. Like, that's what I revert to when shit gets crazy. And so Mm -hmm. that was it. And I remember I would buy, I would go to the supermarket. You're from South Florida, right? Yeah, I grew up in Miami. (laughs) So I would go to Publix. I would get like a bag of lettuce. Mm -hmm. I would get some grilled chicken and like, that's all I ate. Very, very small amounts, but you know, I had to be skinny. I was going to be single. And no, I totally, I totally get that. And of course it always backfires, but if I, I wish, you know, when people reach out to me and say, you know, do you have any advice? I always say, love yourself. Don't punish your body right now because it's going to feel like the only natural thing to do. And you cannot do that. Right. And like, you know, it's so hard because that when we are single, like we feel like, oh, I have to be my the hottest version of myself, you know, because this is the time where I'm like trying to meet people, right? And it's like that, like I, I hear that thought, but that thought is so embedded in, you know, a diet industry that is trying to profit off you feeling like shit, you know, and like you feeling insecure about yourself. So when I have those thoughts or when other women have those thoughts, I try to say like, who is profiting off of that insecurity that you're feeling, Right. And it isn't the diet industry or the food industry that, and I don't mean like the healthy food industry, but an industry that wants women to feel 
small and to feel insecure and to keep buying and consuming versus really looking internally, like asking, what do I need right now to feel good? And those questions are the things that are going to get you through those hard moments. It's not going to be the arugula and the grilled chicken, you know? You're so right. I mean, you know, looking back and everything, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. but I came out of something so broken and there was so much healing that needed to be done, none of which involved my body. And mm-hmm. now that I have put the work into going to therapy and learning how to co-parent and dealing with years of unresolved issues, it's... It's almost like the thought, not that I don't put thought and care into my body because I do, I work out every day and I watch what I eat for health reasons. I, it's not the priority and it's so freeing. It's so freeing once you finally get to that place of, of recognizing I'm doing what I want to do to take care of myself holistically. In order to feel good, I'm going to exercise because I want to, or I'm going to decide to eat this because I want to, not based on I I'm going to punish myself, which I think is so important, what you, what you said a few minutes ago, not being mean to ourselves when we're going through a transition, you know, trying in fact to do the total opposite, which feels so counterintuitive, but flood yourself with compassion. I love that. So I want to throw a typical, a few typical scenarios at you, you know, because you help women through this all the time. We don't all have the luxury of hiring you. So (laughs) let's say I am a woman just separating, not feeling good about herself. How would you talk me down the ledge from these next couple of statements? Oh my God, nobody has seen me naked. Nobody new has seen me naked in years. How am I ever going to date again? Mm -hmm. So my first inclination is to ask yourself, are you comfortable with you being naked? So can you spend some time with yourself naked to really just kind of feel like, what is this feeling like? Regardless of what relationship you've come out of or you know what you felt about yourself in that, really kind of trying to neutralize what it's like to be in your body. So kind of taking it from a place of how do you feel physically and emotionally within yourself? And once you kind of get into that work, like trying to figure out what would it be like to be with another man or woman or whatever that looks like for you, that will come once you have kind of developed this sense of self and sense of kind of like a friendship with your body. And if that feels really foreign to you, because I know that it can for so many people, I think a lot of it is looking at your body as functionality, right? Like what has my body given to me? My body has given me, you know, like the ability to stand, to walk, to exercise, to move, to swim, to dance, if you carry children, to carry children. Looking at your body as functionality and neutrality versus only an aesthetic to please somebody. Because that will come later, right? Like we all want to look good and feel good. But the first thing to do is to not assume that like people are only after you for your looks, right? And like we're not, we're also like as women, not trying to meet a man who is only wanting to be with you for your body. Well, this leads me to my next point, and that's all really helpful advice. I need to stop eating. I'm single now. I'm not going to meet someone unless I'm as skinny as possible. I relate to that so well. Um, And when I had had broken up with a man, when I was in my earlier 20s, 
I'm not in my 20s anymore. <laughs> but early my- 20s was so young. Oh. <laughs> oh no, I broke up with somebody, and my my first thought was like, okay, like like it's revenge body time, right? And, <laughs> and I did it. Like I lost weight, and I thought that I felt better about myself, right? Physically, I felt. And notice the way I said thought. So I thought that I was more comfortable in my skin. I thought that maybe buying this smaller size would make me feel more attractive, more desirable, better. You know, it's like all of those. Once I am a size X, I will feel better. Once I have longer hair, I will feel better. And what really happened was I got flooded with like much more insecurity than I ever could have dealt with before. I had always struggled with body image, like so many women and children do. But once I started to obsess about my body and obsess about what I was putting into it, you know, like the grilled chickens and the spinach, that's when it took over. And that's when I only started to think about food and diet and bodying. And it took away from so much joy in life. So to answer that like hypothetical situation, first, instead of saying, okay, I'm single, I can't eat anymore you know, I want to, you know, I want to find somebody like really writing down a list. Like, what am I looking for in a partner? Right? Like, what are my core values? And how does that match? If I want to be with somebody who is only with me for like how thin I am, like that guy's a loser, you know, and you don't really want to be with him. Right? Like talk about pressure, then you can't gain a freaking pound once you're happy and settled and going out for dinner. Right? Like our body is going to change, you know, whether you're 25, 35, 45, 55, 65, however old you are, the way that it looks today is not the way that it's going to look in 10 years. And that's not a fault of your own. That's just how our bodies operate. And so remembering that that like, we don't have as much control over that as we think, right? Like you can get all the Botox, all the fillers, all the procedures you want, your body is going to age, right? And like, that's okay. And so recognizing that if you're a bit older than you were when you got married the first time or, you know, separated, divorced, children, whatever that looks like, recognizing like I deserve a partner who loves me and wants to be with me and my soul and like my body is just the added bonus, right? Like, well, yes. And that's, that's the thing is like, I met my now husband just a few months after my separation, which was totally unexpected and amazing, but I looked my best, right? So naturally in my head, I'm like, oh, he's only with me because of how I look, right? And then as time went on and we got more comfortable with each other, you know, he would constantly praise me for things that had nothing to do with what I looked like. And I was like, wow, this person really values me. And that this was something I had never experienced before. And it really helped me let my guard down a little bit because like I said before, I didn't want to have to live in fear that if I gained a pound, this guy would like hit the pavement, you know? And also what a beautiful thing to show and teach your daughter, right? That like this man is sticking around no matter what my body looks like, right? Right. And I I think it's really important for anybody who's listening who might be in that stage of like, you know, my, I need to leave my marriage because I feel like shit in this marriage. It's not uncommon for a man to try and keep you around by saying, well, who's going to want you? You have kids or who's going to want you? You're not 25 years old anymore. That is such a fallacy. And that is such a form of abuse that you really, if you have heard that, you need to just wash that right out of your hair because it's not the truth. We all have baggage and we all move on. And I have news for anybody. The second time around is way better. And, and like, 
baggage to me just means like you're a person who's had experience experience well yeah and that's also a reframing i mean talk about reframing your relationship with your body it's also reframing your relationship with your past you know it's you can look at it as baggage or you can look at it as experience a warrior you know like you've gone through some shit and you're here to talk about it on the other side right like you can look at your stretch marks as ugly or as scars of being a woman (laughs) you know like you can you can look at anything in a different light if you try hard enough you know so when I started to gain weight after my eating disorder recovery like I would constantly I was still very you know and still feel this way sometimes fragile in in my new body and I would ask my husband like do you notice like (laughs) like are you noticed that I've gained weight and he would be like Katie like the more that you talk about it like you know, like I would never have noticed any of those things, right? Like we are so much harder on ourselves, in my opinion, than like anyone else ever would. Oh, be. Yeah. oh yeah. In a relationship with somebody who's really hard on you in that way, like that relationship is not serving you, right? So trying to remember that when we are looking for something healthy and meaningful and beautiful, that person is not paying attention to like, oh, like, do you have a stretch mark on your thigh or do you have a zit on your chin? Like, they don't care, right? right? right. We don't care either, right? Like your husband, boyfriend gains five pounds. Like you're, you're like, you're fine, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you're not jumping them, right? And, and I think it's so important for us to remember that because as women, we are taught to be perfect and do everything and look a certain way all the time. And that's just so exhausting and untrue. And it makes us burned out. It makes us burned out. And it also is something like, you know, when I start slipping back into that mindset or find myself falling into unhealthy patterns, I remind myself like, is this something I'd really want my daughter to do? Right. Is it? Because I saw my mom who I love dearly and she's my best friend, but a lot of my disordered thought patterns come from her. You know, I saw her running around in a sports bra all the time, having to be at the gym every day rollerblading when she wasn't at the gym and counting every calorie when she was this tiny, perfect woman to me. I don't want my daughter to have that mindset and I'll do anything to make sure she doesn't. Even if that means taking the bite of pizza she shoves in my face when I'm deathly afraid of pizza, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, so much of that is, and, and I have found that like for me, having kids has even healed a lot more within that for me too. Right. Yeah. I, I don't want her, them to live that way. And because they don't, you know, they're so little and like, hopefully they never do, but it makes me so much more mindful of the way that I relate to food and body and behave. Right. And I just think it's so important to recognize that often when we're like feeling really out of, that we look for things to make us feel safe and maybe choosing food or body to focus on may feel safe. But it, what it is, it's like a maladaptive coping skill. And oh, there yeah. are other things that we can do, right? And I know that that's a lot easier said than done. But sometimes just that awareness of like, I am being more picky about my body right now because I'm struggling, right? Or because I'm scared. Or because I don't know what it's like to be with another man. I've all been with the same man 10 years, right? You know, and all of that is like valid. Like allow yourself to feel that. Because it is a huge change. It's, it's a huge change. And change is scary no matter how strong you may think you are or what you've already been through.
So I want to give you one last hypothetical situation. This marriage has been horrible and it's killed me and coming out of it is going to crush my self-esteem even more. I'm never going to feel confident again. Hmm. I mean, my first thought is like, you deserve so much more than what you have been experiencing. And I am saying that just based on the fact that you're a human being who is worth feeling loved and cherished and valued and respected. Whether you feel like that right now or not, I totally understand. And my first thought is to to surround yourself with some love and support, whether that's by other friends or other women who have been where you have been. And to really try to recognize that those messages that you may have been hearing from this spouse who sounds pretty, you know, maybe abusive to you is that that is not you and that that is not your fault. And that just by the fact that you want something different for yourself and that you are looking for a better life means that you will find it. Right. Like we attract what we want. I literally have tears in my eyes because you said it perfectly. Yes. Yes, and it's something that is so hard to feel in that moment, and that's why hearing it from people like you is so important. Um, And to recognize, like, we all deserve love and friendship and kindness, and if we're not getting those needs met in our relationship, we get to leave that relationship. Like, you do not have to stay in something just because maybe you have signed a piece of paper that says you're going to stay with somebody. And I'd also like to add into that, that, you know, you may feel like you're never going to feel confident enough again to move on or be with somebody new, but you also have to, like you said before, honor the process, accept that it's hard. It's a day by day thing. And what I did, I mean, I had a great therapist. I still have a great therapist. I did one thing every day that made me feel good that I couldn't have done in my marriage because of either financial reasons or... I didn't want to hear it from my ex-husband. I did one little thing every day that made me feel good and helped me put a little, a little bit of power back into my tank. And it made all the difference, whether it was taking a walk with a friend. Um, one of my girlfriends at the time when I was like having a rough day would like put her daughter to bed and say, okay, meet me at home goods. And we would walk around home goods. We just, I would find little things that made me feel strong and empowered. And it definitely had an impact on how I felt about myself. And I think that's so important because those little things end up being part of like your routine and so much of change is requiring, you know, the ability to figure out your new normal, right? And to figure out what are those things that light me up and set my soul on fire that I haven't been able to do being trapped in this relationship. Yep. And it may not seem like it directly connects to your self-esteem, but it does. Right. It totally does. And remembering that self-esteem like is not just about body, right? Like self-esteem is, you know, like our values and it's, you know, how we feel about our internal world, right? It's not just like, you know, what about your thigh gap, right? Like those things matter so much more. We often put the pressure on the external to feel safer, but it doesn't end up working, right? Right. It's all fighting this uphill battle because what you never we're never satisfied right when you're with that you never feel like oh okay i'm good now that's the truth uh you are a wealth of knowledge let's let's like work on self-promotion right now promote yourself (laughs) tell tell people a little bit more about the work that you do how you do it and how any of our listeners could work with you 
Thank you. Well, I am currently, so I do therapy. Um, I'm a therapist and I'm doing teletherapy right now, which means mostly online. And I do some one-on-one in group coaching for mothers who are struggling in the postpartum period with body image. I work with people who struggle with their body image and eating disorders. I'm coming out with a course in the future for moms surrounding like mom guilt, kind of like taking you through like those first few months of how hard that is and like all those things that go into that. So like struggling with my new body, struggling with isolation, struggling with, you know, like just being a mom in general, what that looks like when you're not used to being one. Um, but beyond that, my Instagram is Katie Lynch, LCSW. And that's the same thing as my website too. But thank you so much for having me. So and fun. I have to say your Instagram, like you need to check it out. You have to follow it because the daily reminders, like some of the stuff you post, it's either really empowering or funny enough to make me forget <laughs> that I'm upset that my jeans are tight. Um, <laughs> it's so great. And I, I'm so glad this weird world of Instagram has connected us. No, I always, always like to end each podcast uh, with a little piece of information. Maybe it's an uplifting quote you remind yourself of every time you're finding yourself in a bad way. Something that could help our listeners just hang on a little bit longer to hope. I feel really strongly about what you actually just said as doing one nice thing for yourself every day or one fun thing for yourself every day because you deserve it. And it's something that I try to do. I have a three month old and it's, and it's a really about giving yourself that space to be you and to have fun in your life and to have fun throughout the day. And remember that the scale, your genes, that's never going to make you feel really happy and good, no matter how small it is or how, what the scale says, reminding yourself that your, your beauty truly does come from you know, within your soul and how magnetic you are with other people. So reminding everybody that that's like where the, why people love you has nothing to do with how you look and what your body is. Way to bring it full circle. Thank you, Katie. This particular 30 minutes really meant a lot to me in my life. And I know it will help so many women. You guys go find her on Instagram. She has links to reach her. I'm pretty sure she's really open to connecting with you. If there's anything you're struggling with and if you if you need anything else you know where to find me this is all about moving on and finding the power within you to do so keep on keeping on ladies thank you for listening thank you for joining us on today's episode of moms moving on i hope you found today's episode to be helpful inspiring and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.